Hello, and again, welcome to BitDef. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Robert Hollis, Jr. Yes. It is so good to see you, man. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, how do we know each other? Well, uh, I met you one day back when you were practicing with the band. Yeah. And uh, you Don't know, tell Dina, that is. Don't tell Dina, yeah. Uh, I came back in uh, from outside, and... Uh, you were just kind of messing with some with some things with uh, either your guitar or your bass. I can't remember. Mm. But uh, you had this cool effect on your amp, and I was just entranced, man. <laughs> like, that was, it was everything to me. I just wanted to listen to that for the rest of my life. And I uh, started asking you some questions. We started bouncing ideas, and a couple years later, here we are. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, because of this podcast, I'm notorious for talking with people for a really long time and uh i like got stuck at your house because we we just like kept going <laughs> we yeah. like both like two all-nighters like yeah. just talking and and that's the thing is you know both of us know how to keep conversation friendly mm. uh keep it at just words and that's really what mm. i'm all about with word with conversation is just right, keeping right. it at words and letting the intelligence flow yeah so um, so the first like actual question, uh, what do you do? Who are you? What, what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. So right now, uh, I'm a student, uh, but going back a few years, uh, I played football at the university of Oklahoma. I was number 67. I did two years for offensive line and then my coach, uh, got removed and the new coach and I didn't really see eye to eye. So I switched to defense mm. and there is where uh, I got my career-ending injury. And mm. the whole NFL dream kind of went down the drain. But it's okay because I made a lot of friends during that time, mm. and most of us are still really close today. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, I guess some more things about me. I am a very avid gamer. I'm an only child, so growing up, that's really all I had because I lived in a rougher neighborhood where I wasn't allowed to go outside and play. Um I also played basketball. I played that up until 10th grade. And then when I stopped doing that, I tried wrestling in high school. And boy, did I hate wrestling. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was just too hot. Um, <laughs> the men were not wearing nearly enough clothes. And you really don't realize how much you're going to dislike wrestling until you get somebody's armpit to your mouth. Mm. And then that kind of does it. I did wrestling in middle school, and I <laughs> loved it. Yeah. <laughs> See, and the other thing was, you know, I had I had good strength from football and everything, mm. but when you're wrestling heavyweight, I mean, you just got to deal with people that are yeah, massive, it's, it's so a you're never world. getting a break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was on the lighter weight side, and yeah. so it's like a bunch of little dudes. So, like, even if you move up and down like a weight class, it's like not yeah. that drastic of a difference. But once right. you get up there, it's like yeah, because I mean, oof. the smallest guys are two sixty five mm. in heavyweight at that <laughs> point. So it's just. Wow. Um, but then uh, moving forward a little bit about me, I really like music as well. Mm. Um, I grew up uh, in the Church of God in Christ denomination mm. where they're all about the organ players. And cool. my mom was an organ player, and uh, I've begged her to teach me, but she will not <laughs> because she said that she doesn't want to ever put that on anybody um, all the hours of learning songs and hmm. people trying to teach you songs, but they only know it by ear, so you have to go off of them and right. et cetera, et cetera. So she's a very patient musician, mm-hmm. um, but she was also choir director at uh, my church whenever we switched to Baptist. Mm. And, uh, man, it we used to have like 80 voices in our choir, Dang. and they could all <laughs> sing. They could all blow, man. And uh, so being at a church like that every Sunday— I got kind of desensitized to it, but every time I would bring a friend around, they were mm. like, "Man, like, how have you, how have you been hiding this choir from us?" I'm like, "They're in plain sight, man." Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I do want to get filled in on uh, what was it that brought you away? Because there, there was some time, yeah, uh, yeah, where uh, you moved away. What, what was up with that? Yeah, so um, right after I got one of my injuries in football, um, I got diagnosed with bipolar 1, 
And, uh, you know, for a while there, it was hard for me to really talk about just because I understand the stigma mm-hmm. of how negatively people see it. People view all of us as just these insane people that, you know, don't base any of their logic in reality. Mm. And it's really hard to convey messages to people when the only thing they say about you is that you're crazy. Right. Um, so um, I even got turned away from psychiatrists because they couldn't mm. keep up with me. Mm. And so I guess it was really just a thing that, uh, you know, my God was showing through me. You know, I'm going to bring you out of this, but we're also going to change the awareness Mm -hmm. of what bipolar is. Mm -hmm. So there's still some things that I can't do. Um, You know, I don't I don't do too much alcohol just because I've never really been out of control of my body. Mm -hmm. I've never blacked out or anything. Sure, sure. um, Except for when I got that first concussion um, and I forgot my middle name. Dang. So uh, the whole, you know, movie that that Will Smith had out with the CTE mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. um, that's definitely real. Right. And I've been on the brink, not on the brink, but, I mean, I've definitely had the thoughts of, you know, what if I wasn't here anymore? Mm. And it's it's very it's very weird to be at a place like that and people think you're not serious. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people in my place would be like, all right, I am serious, and then there it is. Mm-hmm. But I would never do that. Mainly because I have a very big ego, and I'm very prideful, and <laughs> so that's that's definitely what's kept me uh, moving through. So when I left, I'd had um, probably like my fourth mental episode, mm. and I had been off my meds for about three months, just because to me at the time I didn't feel like I needed them mm. because I was able to function through life, and plus my meds they don't really help my mood. Mm. They just help my, uh, you know, perception right. of what's what's real and what's not. Mm. So whenever I left, I uh, ended up hitchhiking mm. because my car broke down on the highway. And I got picked up by uh, two guys that did not speak any English. Mm. Um, they only spoke Spanish. And uh, so there was a lot of pointing and, you know, pseudo sign language and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, and they— and I told them, you know, that I needed to get back to Oklahoma because I think I was in Kansas when they picked me up. Hmm. But they kept going north. Hmm. And we went all the way to Minnesota. Ooh. And so then I started trying to work my way back down to Oklahoma, but I couldn't get another ride, you know. So <laughs> uh, I told the story to a police officer because I was just, like, hanging out at a gas station. And the police officer came to ask me what was going on. And uh, so I told him, like, I'm just trying to get back home to Oklahoma. And he was like, well— we can't do anything for you there, but we can get you to the next county. And if you have, you know, enough, you know, patience for it, we can take you county to county until we get you back home. Dang. So I made it, like, four different counties. And then while I was waiting for the next police officer to come get me, uh, these two high school girls picked me up, and they brought me to a church. And at this church, uh, I talked to their pastor, and he was, you know, definitely what you would expect— from somebody who claims to be a follower of Christ. Hmm. He uh, got me set up with some of his friends who own a motel, Hmm. and they gave me a motel for like three nights until they could get me a bus ticket to come back (laughs) to Oklahoma. So those people were definitely like my angels and that I actually see Mm -hmm. that, you know, rather, rather, you know, if we can't agree on the same higher being that there is, there is one. Mm. Um, There is something out there that controls destiny and that looks out for people that want to put good into the world. So anyway, uh, I didn't make it to that bus because I was still off of my meds at the time. Mm. And so I ended up leaving, uh, going across the street to the gas station and end up arguing with the gas station clerk. And uh, then I got arrested. Mm. Uh, You know, I didn't get you know, booked or anything. They didn't even really do fingerprints. They just wanted to calm me down. Right. And they also got a hold of my parents because they were worried sick because I had been gone for two days at this point. Right. And so they brought me to a mental hospital. And it wasn't my first time in a mental hospital, so I wasn't really, you know, Mm. worried about it. I was just going to do my time. And that was actually about two years ago, um, almost to the day, because I ended up spending my birthday Mm-hmm. in a mental hospital, and boy, that was not fun. Hmm. But um, 
to people that, you know, think of mental hospitals as just haunted and full of crazy people, they really know how to take care of their guests. Hmm. Um, the food is good, and you'll feel better in there than you will on your own. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, when I made it back, um, they took me to another hospital to kind of hold me, to kind of, like, readjust me back to reality. Mm. Um, kind of away from all my influences, like games, because I'm a, like I said, I'm a big gamer. Mm. And uh, I got to um, meet some really cool people. Uh, one of my, uh, one of the guys that was working in the hospital, his name was Ben. I'll never forget it. His name was Ben. And he, man, he, he, he cared about me, you know? He, mm. I was never on suicide watch or anything, but he would still check up on me and make sure that I'm okay. He would give me, like, an extra cookie at lunch or something <laughs> like that, you know. Um, and so it was just really cool knowing that these people care about me and they don't even know me. Mm -hmm. And they have to deal with thousands of people a year. Right. And they, you know, pointed me out. So uh, that was cool. So then after I adjusted that, that's when I ended up deciding to stay in Tulsa to live mm -hmm. with my mother. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm an only child and she didn't mind, you know, taking care of me in this time of need. And then, um, so I spent a year in Tulsa, mm -hmm. got everything back in order, and then I moved back here, uh, like, January 7th, 2016. Okay. And so I've been back here since, and I've been in a good place. I've had some smaller episodes, um, but nothing that led me to run away, mm -hmm. just ones that kind of, like, unlocked my, like, spiritual gates mm -hmm. to where I was, you know, receptive of anything. Mm -hmm. Um but I wasn't, like, you know, blind during this time. I still have my common sense. Right. And uh, so the meds that I'm on now have been adjusted since then. Mm. And uh, they lead me on a better path. I mean, like, right. I can sit here and we can have these conversations all day. Because <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't get worked up about them anymore. And I, and I also don't feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I would like to tell anybody that's listening about uh, mental illness like, go get the help, man, because because right. now in 2018, it's out there. Right. They'll find something for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people don't know even, like, there's this perception of, like, oh, what is, like, bipolar? What is mental illness? And you, like you said, there's just this perception that, like, oh, people are crazy. But, like, mm -hmm. so for you, what what is it like to be bipolar yeah so uh just some of the things that i know i view differently um because of my you know mental impairment is i can see through things mm -hmm. i can i can easily notice scams mm -hmm. i can uh really uh know if somebody is focused on what i'm talking about mm -hmm. because if they're not They'll either try to act like they're multitasking, mm. like where they're looking right at their phone <laughs> the whole time. Or um, if I give them a thing that is fact, they'll argue with me and try to make it seem like it's only an opinion. <laughs> and which I used to, you know, take those as far as I could take them, but they're not worth my time anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if, if they want to believe in wrongness just so they can feel right, I'm going to let them mm. because— you know, there's billions of people in this world. Mm -hmm. I don't have this much time to spend on one mm -hmm. that I didn't really know that well in the first place. Right. So, <laughs> uh, and then another thing is you just get really, um, it can lead to extreme paranoia mm -hmm. um, just because your mind is so open mm -hmm. and uh, you don't really reject anything. And you, um, one thing that if somebody ever gets into an episode and they haven't encountered it before uh, watch the music that you listen to hmm. because there are definitely some hidden messages in music that when you're bipolar like me become extremely clear. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of almost like witchcraft and wizardry <laughs> in songs, you know, just because words can be so powerful, especially if they're accompanied by amazing music, mm -hmm. you can just easily get lost. Um, so, yeah, so for me, the things that are big for me that I've noticed differently since I've been diagnosed is that I just really, really am receptive to everything. Mm -hmm. It's so crystal clear to me mm -hmm. that I sometimes I can go through life and not even ask any existential questions. <laughs> I don't need to. I'm, right. I'm set. 
know? <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do want to, like, clarify because I, I feel like I worded that in the wrong way. <laughs> oh, fine, that, uh, it, It's different to be bipolar or to have bipolar disorder. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah And yeah, so yeah. I, I want to make it clear that, like, no one is a thing like right. you have a thing. And, th- and that's something that, like, like you're saying right now, like, it, you can – you know, live with it. You can, you know, overcome right. these things. It's not like a thing that you are. Right, right. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, if I if I was going to make a character sheet about myself, <laughs> um, if we were playing Dungeons and Dragons or something, you know, I wouldn't really specify that I am bipolar because I know how people look at it and I can move around those topics mm-hmm. i mean i can put sure. that in the back of me mm-hmm. and just use it as you know baggage mm-hmm. rather than letting that be my locomotive steam engine right right so. <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about games for a little bit let's uh, do it you know it's my favorite topic <laughs> um so how did you start playing games like where, <laughs> when was the first like bug yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so this is actually a funny story, and uh, my dad might be mad if I tell it, but I'm going (laughs) to tell it anyway. So I was uh, like three and a half years old, and the first game that I played was Mortal Kombat 2. Nice. Because my dad was uh, experimenting with his computer, trying to run, you know, uh, what they call it command prompt now, but back when Mm. it was (laughs) MS-DOS, you know, uh, you could run Mortal Kombat 2 through DOS. And my dad would uh, do all of the blocking and, the you know, moving back and forth and jumping. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time he ducked down, though, he would tell me to push, you know, the punch button so I could do an uppercut. <laughs> so the funny thing about that is that's my favorite game franchise still. Yeah. I've owned every Mortal Kombat since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will continue to purchase every Mortal Kombat <laughs> that will ever come right, out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, there was there was a point in time where my friend and I could uh, name every single character <laughs> that had ever been in Mortal Kombat. And then yeah. Armageddon came out, and they listed every single... I was single just <laughs> about to say that I was like, with Armageddon, you get every character, um, including the bosses like Moloch yeah, yeah. and uh, Onaga, you know? <laughs> so. Um, so then wh- where did you sort of keep going from from there you started with mortal Kombat, so then mm-hmm. so the next was uh duke nukem 3d nice um <laughs> which you know the art style of those original 3d games like duke nukem and quake mm-hmm. and uh doom uh heretic and we can <laughs> we, we, we can go back on those um but it, they were so cool because they were clearly you know like 2d sprites mm-hmm. but like the world was just shaded perfectly Mm -hmm. to where it looks like they're really in front of you but they're really just as flat as can be Mm -hmm. uh and so then the first games that i played off of pc um oh sorry before i leave pc (laughs) i am a huge sonic the hedgehog fanboy (laughs) no one can tell me that any sonic game is bad because i've played them all and i love them all even forces (laughs) people are like sonic forces isn't this isn't that yes it's great I have it. I love it. Um, so then when I first got off of PC, uh, my mother got me a PlayStation. It was right after my parents got divorced. And uh tell you what, I didn't really talk or care about that divorce because I had a PlayStation. <laughs> and I had about 10 games on it. And so I had uh, Crash Bandicoot, mm. Spyro. Um, I had this old uh, kind of like 2D game. It was a top-down view. Um, called uh, Herc's Adventures. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you one day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a gem. Um, and then I was a real big fan of all the Disney interactive games. Mm-hmm. So like Toy Story 2 and uh, A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> um, I so they made an Emperor's New Groove game. Yeah, and it's <laughs> tough, man. Ooh, man. I didn't get very far in it as a kid, but I, I've recently uh, rebought it. And uh, I'm going to try to make a dent in that <laughs> just so I can say I'm smarter than a kid because, right. like, I don't know. Um, so then 
when the next generation of consoles were coming out, you know, with GameCube, mm-hmm. PlayStation 2, and Xbox, I was originally going to get a PlayStation 2 until I went to Best Buy and saw the demo for Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. And that <laughs> changed everything for me. <laughs> and the GameCube was a lot cheaper as well. <laughs> so mom was like, if you get a GameCube, I'll get you four controllers. Whoa. So your friends can come over and play with you. <laughs> and I'll get you two more games. So it was, so it was a no-brainer. Right, I mean, right. You know, like, get one controller and two games or four controllers and five games. You're right. <laughs> that was an easy decision. Um, and then the generation after that, I had a, a Nintendo Wii uh, back when it was literally the hardest time in the world trying to grab one of those <laughs> because each store would only get like two. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I know I, put my, I know I put my mother through a lot uh, trying to get that thing for me, but she eventually did. And then... One of my friends had an Xbox 360 that he didn't want anymore, so we just made a trade a trade mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I kept that 360 until it red ringed on me. Right. <laughs> and then after the red ring, I sent it back because I guess it was still in warranty, and they gave me another one. And then that one red ringed, but it was out of warranty somehow, so I got one off of Craigslist. <laughs> and then, anyway, I've... But you in found my, your way back to Mortal Kombat. Found my way back to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah, man. Um, actually, my favorite Mortal Kombat out of all of them was either uh, it's probably Armageddon, just because Armageddon had motor combat. Oh, uh, Mortal Kombat! Motor combat. Was <laughs> motor so combat, good. man. <laughs> motor combat was awesome. And then uh, they also had puzzle combat on Mortal Kombat Deception. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like uh, that old Super Nintendo game Tetris Attack. Mm. But yeah, but we can talk about games forever. Right. I don't know if you really want to do this with me, Mr. Ramones. Uh, <laughs> um, another like good deep cut chess combat on Deception. Yes, also yes, so much fun. Yes. But <laughs> um, I also been working on my Mortal Kombat voice in case they ever need to replace the guy that does it. So superb, <laughs> you know, some stuff like that. So. Although uh, Ed Boon still does the Scorpion voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he loves it. And I follow Ed Boon on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I just love all the stuff he puts because he talks about Injustice as well mm-hmm. because that's NetherRealm Studios also. <laughs> um, but I think the best thing that happened for Mortal Kombat was uh, Midway falling through because Warner Brothers picked up NetherRealm. Right. And uh, so now they can add the characters that they've added in Injustice and Mortal Kombat X, mm-hmm. and even uh, Mortal Kombat 9 with Freddy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Except we don't talk about DC versus Mortal Kombat. You universe. know, and we don't have to. <laughs> we, we don't have to talk about it. Um, but I am pretty good at that game. I'm going to pick the Joker, and I'm going to throw cards at you <laughs> over and over again. And if you somehow get past the cards, I'm going to do my Extendo Glove. <laughs> and... Uh, if you try to actually hit me, I'm going to reach out my hand for the buzzer handshake. <laughs> I'm the worst person to play at that game because I love that game. <laughs> Man. Um, so uh, let's circle back around to music. Okay. Um, yeah. um, but at the same time, like, uh, I'm noticing a trend that your mom plays a very important part in your life here. It's, yeah, man. She's yeah. music. She gave you video games. Mm-hmm. Like... Just take care of you whenever you're... Whenever I'm sick? Yeah. Yeah, For sure. (laughs) Um, And actually, my mother just came came down uh, this past weekend Mm. because uh, I was kind of like, you know, rocking the spectrum with the mania uh, Mm. that I have. And she came and she helped me organize my medications, Mm. make them a lot easier for me to take and keep me motivated about taking them and staying on a good path. Um, But my mother and I, it's pretty much just been us since I was four years old Mm. because my dad he paid child support and everything but they still got divorced and um it was my my mother and I growing up I didn't I don't have any brothers or any sisters Mm. Uh, I have some half brothers from my or some half sisters and one half brother on my dad's side but when it was just me and my mom Mm. or my mom and me Mm. that's all we were Mm -hmm. you know ride or die right so (laughs) she's she's taking care of me all this time and now she's getting older she's 53 now Mm. Um, but whenever she gets to where she can't do things anymore, mm-hmm. she knows that I have her back as well. Right. She's really my best friend. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So with music, uh, I mean, you've been telling me you want to get back into music yeah, and uh, yeah. recording and stuff. So uh, what are what are some of your your biggest influences? Uh, so my biggest influence is actually this uh, this gospel artist. His name is Tone. It's mm. T O N E X, and um, he's who I listen. He was really the only artist I was allowed to listen to as a kid whose music was still bumping. Right. Because, uh, like I said, growing up in church, I wasn't really allowed to listen to secular music unless mm-hmm. I was, like, out with my friends or something. Sure. But, you know, up until about age 10, it was all gospel and mm-hmm. kids bop. Right. So, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, but Tone, he had some really cool songs, and he kind of makes it. He can, He makes music for what I call the backsliders, mm-hmm. for the people that don't feel they have that spot in the church or mm-hmm. that they don't. They, that the church won't accept them. Uh, and he he's had his own problems, too. He's kind of, you know, floated back and forth with his uh, sexuality. Mm. Um, and a lot of churches won't let him in church mm. because he's just too real. Mm. And he disrupts the, the whole money system of church, mm. which, uh, you know, has been the looming problem of churches since churches, you know, in conception. Right. It's just, <laughs> uh, you know— do you want to do God's work or do you want to be profitable? And right. um, he kind of just like sings and raps through all of that. And I mean, literally the voice of an angel. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's just too talented. And his range, he can sing He can sing almost as deep as I can. <laughs> Plus he can hit all the falsetto notes you could ever want. He can pretty much be your Eddie Kendricks or Marvin Gaye, you know. Like, so, um, so he's my biggest imp- inspiration overall. But I'm also really big into rap. Mm. Uh, and my top five rappers I've worked on my top five rappers list for a long time <laughs> to the point to where if anybody argues with it they simply just don't know about rap like <laughs> like or know enough because my number one is Jay-Z and um, the reason why Jay-Z is number one for me is because he's been so successful and his last album he was 47 mm. and he still got nominated for a ton of Grammys right and uh, number two is Notorious B.I.G., and that's because he, you know, was Jay-Z's, like, biggest brother in the rap game until he until he went out at his age. And uh, another thing is, you know, I look at how old I am now, which is how old he was when he died at 24, hmm. and that's just crazy to me how he made music that great. Right. And had, you know, his first album went, definitely went platinum. But his second album came out uh, posthumously or however you say that. Posthumously. Posthumously, yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so it came out posthumously, and he um, it went diamond. Mm-hmm. And, like, rap albums don't go diamond, man. You know, <laughs> like, uh, So he's number two. Uh, number three for me is Tupac Shakur. So a lot of people want to put Tupac at number one, but Tupac, to me, didn't stay as driven in his messages, hmm. and he stirred the pot too much when the pot didn't even <laughs> be stirred. Right. Like, the things, like, the status quo was fine enough, mm-hmm. and he just wanted to expose people, not, like, his enemies as, you know, such a common thing in rap, but he was exposing people in his own camp. Mm-hmm. And I just can't understand how someone can have that little bit of loyalty. Right. Or as Dave Chappelle would say, when keeping it real goes wrong. When keeping it real goes wrong, yeah. Uh, what's really <laughs> hood? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Uh, but still, the talent, definitely there. Mm. I mean, miles above 99% of other rappers. Mm. The only two that are ahead of them are the people that I've put ahead of them. Um, and then number four is Nasir Jones. Everybody just calls him Nas. Mm. Now, the reason why Nas is so high on my list, and he's probably not even on other people's list, but the reason he's so high on my list is because when he went for it, to mm. find his beef in the rap world, mm. he went after Jay-Z. <laughs> That's a bold move, you know? Like, he made two diss tracks back-to-back on his fifth album mm. talking about Jay-Z. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since then, they've cleared the air. They've even recorded songs together. Mm. So I don't think there's any problems with them anymore. But uh, number five on my list is Eminem. Mm. And the reason why is because Eminem got rap into houses that rap could never get into. Mm-hmm. He reached a whole other demographic. He reached the skaters. Right. He reached, uh, you know, Caucasian 
households that, right. you know, Jay Z or Biggie, Pac or mm-hmm. Nas could never get into. Right. Like there's no, there would be no, there's mm-hmm. no chance. Right. So that's why those are my top five. Um, down the line, my six through ten, we can talk about those later. <laughs> but um, I can support each one of mine. Mm. With actual like accolades, <laughs> it's not just because I like to hear them. So. And then I also have a few fam- like favorite singers, mm. uh, like Adam Levine. Mm. Oh man, I think his <laughs> voice, man. Like, I just really hope that like you know God kept the mold when He made Adam Levine, so I can hear another Adam if anything ever happens to Adam. <laughs> uh, female singers, Amy Winehouse. She's my generation's Billie Holiday. Mm. Simple as that, <laughs> you know. Um, I wish she wasn't gone, but she didn't. She just didn't handle fame that well. Mm-hmm. Sad, but don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, really don't. <laughs> really don't. Do not do them, because you can ruin your career as being the greatest ever. Right. <laughs> you know, because that's what would have happened if Amy would have sang until she was in her forties. She would have right. been the greatest well, ever. I mean, freaking Hendrix, Elvis, yeah. Like, Kurt. Come on. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, you know? So, I mean, oh, just man. don't do cocaine, don't do meth, don't... Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> like, just leave all that stuff alone, especially the hard stuff, because <laughs> we're losing rappers now. I uh, There's a guy, I can't think of his name because I didn't listen to his music, but he died because he was, uh, you know, recreationally using Xanax. Mm. Come on, man. <laughs> Like, anyway. Right. So. Is that Lil Peep? I think it was Lil Peep. Yeah, yeah it was Lil Peep. I, Lil Peep. I don't know why that's like in, I think it's just in the meme sphere of my brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know any of those mumble rappers. Uh, I don't know too many of them. Only <laughs> ones I really keep up with are like, you know, 21 Savage. Because he's catchy sometimes. And he doesn't mumble as much. Mm. Some of his lyrics are clear enough. <laughs> He's very monotone though, and I think I think that's entertaining. Um and Migos, they're probably the most successful of the mumble rappers. But I mean they they created a whole flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like people won't stop using the Migos flow now. Exactly. So you know what I mean? Like triplets all over the place. The triplets, man. The triplets. And it's three of them, which makes it even better. You know, like it's just so cool. But, um, yeah, and then I have some other artists um, that I really enjoy, like Pharrell. Mm. Because Pharrell, he's really big into uh, his rock scene, too. Mm-hmm. I'm a big NERD fan, and I've right. been an NERD fan for mm-hmm. a long time. <laughs> so I like now that they're getting really popular mm-hmm. with this last album and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yes, finally. Like, I don't have to be alone <laughs> right. in listening to their music. Right. Because I've been listening to them since In Search Of, mm. which is, like, early thousands. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe 2002 or three. Right. So. Freaking how old is Pharrell? Because he, he just, You'll like, never doesn't, know by his he looks. doesn't age. <laughs> yeah. My man looks like he's 22 and he's in his <laughs> 40s, you know? It's wild. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of stuff are you, are you trying to make? So, uh, I'm definitely trying to get into rap mm. uh, because... I've seen the rappers that are getting into the rap game today, and mm. most of them are not good. <laughs> and, like, I'm just getting tired of, like, sitting back and waiting to see one that's good. I'm just mm. going to go be that next good rapper, mm. you know? Uh, and then I also like to sing, mm-hmm. but I like to sing, like, old school style. Like, okay. I like to sing, like, Temptations. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we can sing some Get Ready or some, <laughs> you know, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, <laughs> stuff like that. Plus, I know that would make my dad happy because that's his type of music. Mm-hmm. I guess a little rewind to more about <laughs> me. My parents have a 20-year age difference. Oh, dang. So my dad <laughs> is 20 years older than my mother. Mm. So he's 73. He'll be 74 this year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's still up and kicking. Uh, he's, he actually went hunting last last year. Okay. And got, and got a nice buck. <laughs> so, all right, Dad, keep it going, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's Robert Earl Hollis Sr. He's the he's the one I got the name from. Mm. So if I ever meet a lady that can keep up with me, I would uh, like to name my son the third. Mm-hmm. You know, and just call him three. <laughs> Don't even really give him a name. Three. Just, just have him wear the chance hat yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He'll just be three, you know. And I think that's a cool nickname too. So. Right. 
It's unique, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, and um, I mean, you were just uh, showing me some of what you've been writing. Uh, uh, is there room for like, you know, a lot of gospel? And I mean, I just mentioned Chance, so yeah. I mean, yeah, there's room for gospel yeah. in in rap. And so the thing is, I think there is just to let, you know, people know that you don't have to shed one identity to accept another. Mm -hmm. You can carry them all. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm going to always carry mine Mm -hmm. um, because I don't have any reason not to. Because for me, my God has brought me out of these situations with these Mm -hmm. these uh, manic episodes that I've had. I can't give anyone else credit. Right. Because, you know, I could say it was just the meds, but it couldn't have just been the meds because my meds have been switched four times on me. <laughs> so it had to be some divine intervention, maybe, <laughs> you know. That's that's just what my mind is going to choose to believe. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I don't see why, you know, my God would let me fail if I had kept him in the forefront. So, mm. I like it, man. Uh, yeah. Switching gears a little bit uh, as... I always do in the podcast. Um, what is the role? And I mean, it's already pretty clear. What is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Yeah. So uh, growing up in church, I never really cared or thought too much about the religion. Mm-hmm. It was until I found it myself mm-hmm. because that's what the big thing was. It, it became a thing to where I was in such a dark, deep hole that I was like, maybe I'll give God a chance. Right. Because I'm not good enough to do it myself here, so maybe I'll give God a chance. And I did, and he has yet to let me down. Hmm. And uh, I know that I would rather spend eternity with him mm-hmm. when I die rather than spend eternity in any other possibility. Mm-hmm. So um, so how did, how did you, like, decide and what was, what brought you to decide that? Yeah, uh, actually, it was when I went back and t- started listening to Tone A again. Okay. Because he has this song called God's Not Dead. Mm. And uh, I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. And he talks about in the song about how mentally he went into hell mm. and he took the keys of hell from Satan mm. and then went and brought the keys and gave them to Jesus. Mm. And I think that's like, <laughs> you know, even if it's just a narrative, right, that's right. a pretty cool narrative, you know? Like, <laughs> It's entertaining, you know, and yeah. like he did it live and the crowd was all behind him and they were rocking mm-hmm. out. And I was like, yeah, I like this. I can get behind this. Mm-hmm. So every time I kind of get down in the dumps, that's the song I turn to because mm-hmm. it just gives me that little like it's like a battery recharger. Right. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I mean, we've had like hours long arguments over Man, uh, for all sure. the logistics. <laughs> for uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, let's. Let's start a little bit in like the the basics here. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, God question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with God question mark, that's a great way to start. Like I said, I don't recommend anybody's trying to find God in church. Hmm. And I know how groundbreaking that may sound, but you're not gonna find the God you need in church. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find the God you need on your own. Mm-hmm. And I also recommend reading all religious works you can. Mm-hmm. The Bible plus the naysayers that say the Bible is just a narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, a really uh, good book. Can't think of the guy's first name. Um, I think it may be Dawkins or something. Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins, yeah. The God Delusion. The God Delusion. Mm. That's a great book. Mm. It's a terrific <laughs> book. Like, it's, it's, it's an amazing Dawkins book. Dawkins is, is too smug. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I prefer uh, Sam Harris, but continue. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so with that, I mean, you know, if God doesn't work for you, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I'll mm-hmm. leave you alone. Sure. But if you're looking for something that's going to work for you and you fit all the requirements of what God can do for you, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you try him? Sure. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what is your definition of God? Is it some beard man in the sky or nah, is it a no little way, bit more no way. nuanced? <laughs> uh, my thing is uh, I just my, – my view of God is he is 
the central storage for mm-hmm. all positivity. Mm-hmm. Now, everything else that happens that people put in his name is divinely inspired mm-hmm. by his being. Mm-hmm. But the whole, like, look upon the face of God, that's nothing that anyone will be able to do because God mm-hmm. does not have a face. Sure. Uh, now, angels do. <laughs> and the angels are the ones that really put things into work. Um, I really think that th- th- this is just my theology, I guess, but mm. I think that the angels, you know, do things to help themselves look better in front of God mm. because heaven's lost more than half of the angels that they started off with whenever Lucifer got kicked out. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean, but continue. <laughs> <We> can, anyway, <laughs> so there was a holy, there was a holy, uh, there was a holy war that is mentioned in some Bible extra text. Um, but, you know, Lucifer went to sit on God's throne. Hmm. And then when he did that, um, you know, that's like as big of a sin you can make in heaven hmm. to try to be God and you're not God. Um, so my thing is he had a lot of people to kind of side with him. Mm-hmm. But so they had this holy war going, but God hadn't stepped in yet because hmm. I mean, in reality you can't be God. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose fifty times out of ten, like because he knows he knows your last move, <laughs> and he know the move he knows your moves when you were trying to preconceive them. Mm-hmm. So like, um, that's my thing. When I try to get too smart and think that I can somehow dance around this subject, you know, that I could possibly one day, you know, get to that level. No, because mm-hmm. there's a cap to put on my life. Like I'm a human. Mm-hmm. You know, like the divine isn't for me to know everything about. Sure. It's just enough for me. It's the way, the level that he reveals it to me, mm-hmm. the spoon feeding that he gives me is all I need for right now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have times where my faith wavers, sure. you know, because I am a logical man. Mm-hmm. I am an intelligent man. And there are a lot of situations in my life where I don't need God's help. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the bulk of my situations— I do. And so I know that I he's a terrific crutch to have. Hmm. It's like a super bionic crutch. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it works for me. I, but I do recommend that if anybody is turned off by the whole God, uh, you know, concept, find him for yourself. Because mm-hmm. he'll be whatever you need him to be. Right. If you need to be your best friend, if you need to be your dad, if you need to be your brother, mm. if you need to be your mother, if you need him to be— your dog, if you need sure. him to, you know, literally he can take the form of whatever you need him to be. Just don't lose yourself trying to find him. I like that. So, um, And then some of the other logistics of free will, question mark. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so I've never lost my free will. I definitely still do a lot of things that the Bible would consider sin. Mm. Um, and I do. I mean, I get it, you know, because the, what, what makes that okay for me where I don't have to go to confession because I'm not Catholic and I don't have time for Catholicism, like, <laughs> I just really don't. Um, but the thing that helps me stay on track is that I know that my free will is still mine. Hmm. But since I'm a Baptist, I can either go talk to my pastor if there's something that I can't figure out mm-hmm. or— I can, like, just pray. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get on my knees. I don't have to close my eyes. I don't have to fold my hands together. Mm. I can literally just direct link to Jesus, <laughs> and then Jesus will direct link himself to God, and we're good, you know. <laughs> but my free will is still intact, and um, I'm still a little bit, you know, crazy. The, the pills don't stop everything, so you can still get popped <laughs> in the mouth, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, to all people that want to just look at, look at Christian, Christians as soft people. We're not soft. We just don't have time to concern ourselves with foolishness like that, you know. <laughs> We're too busy speaking in tongues and running up and down the aisle, you know. So um, so what is your definition of free will? <laughs> yeah, uh, so free will for me is, you know, my definition would be that you can just do whatever you want on your own accord mm-hmm. and nothing is driving you but your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Uh I could continue digging, but this is fine. <laughs> hey, man, you know we can do this forever. Right, we right. used to do uh, it all the time. <laughs> right, but that's that's not what I try to do here. Right, right. Um, how do you 
how does anyone be a good person? What is good? Um, you know, there are a list of virtues. Mm. And uh, anything you do that has to do with that list is considered good. Mm. Things that are selfish are not good unless it will eventually lead to helping others. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are vices as well. Mm -hmm. All of those things, they're not good, man. <laughs> you know, like they're vices for a reason. Mm -hmm. So if you can ever like look up what virtues are, you know, like kindness, mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. caring, charity, right? all of these things, I would... Uh, if you put the bulk of your time into helping those things, mm -hmm. like like my biggest thing is love. Mm. I love to spread love. Like I love to talk to people that have broken hearts. Mm. I love to talk to people that have mental, you know, illness impairments that they haven't been, you know, diagnosed with. Mm. I just love to help people find a better them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about working out. I'm not talking about dieting because I do neither of those. I'm six foot five and 320 pounds, and that's going to be the way it is going to be for a while. Like, because. Because you play a lot of video games. Yes, play a lot of video games. Plus, I played a lot of football. When I was playing for OU, I weighed about 380. Mm. So now I'm down to 320. That's good enough. If we can lose some more, we'll lose some more, but I'm not going to work harder to try to do it. So, yeah, uh, good things are virtues. Mm -hmm. To right, to sum it up. I yeah, guess. yeah. Um, and then how do you feel about how our culture's values are? Are we in the right place? Should we reimagine mm. the way that culture sort of affects our values? Yeah. Um, I think that... Our culture needs to reevaluate a few things mm. because people are quick to say that, you know, somebody honestly asking for charity mm -hmm. is a scam. Mm -hmm. You know, just because just because there are a select group of people that have ruined that mm -hmm. and made it seem like everything is a scam. But some people really need your help. Right. You know, like some people are really homeless. Right. Some people really haven't showered in months. Mm -hmm. Some people really haven't had a hot meal in months. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that we should really take, I think we should take love and charity and bring it to, you know, people that we see that need it. Mm -hmm. That's why I love soup kitchens. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's the greatest thing put on earth. That's better than church, <laughs> you know? Because um, I like to—the one time I've worked at a soup kitchen is, uh, you know, I help, you know, serve food and everything. And after that, I went to go eat with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I just sat at the table with them and mm -hmm. chopped it up. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, also education. Mm -hmm. Education. There are some things that need to be taught and need to be required. Mm -hmm. We put all this emphasis on, you know, people having to learn a second language or something. Mm -hmm. I think people should have to learn music, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just because even if you don't have the talent, you should be exposed to these things. Mm -hmm. You should be exposed to what good music is. To know how many hours that these artists have put into their songs. Like, mm -hmm. you know, even when you used to come over to the house, I used to love just watching your process, man. <laughs> I used to love the songs you sang, how high you could hit those notes. <laughs> it meant everything, man, you know? Like, we were even going to almost perform together before I left. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, we had some stuff going, man. So, And music is just such a big part of my life that I think it should definitely be exposed, you know, all the way through to even higher education. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that sort of extends into like politics in the mm -hmm. the the way that public values have sort of been changing, or at least the, yeah. the perception of what public values are. Right. Um, how do we combat this sort of, you know, gigantic beast of selfishness that is? Yeah. The president. <laughs> but yeah. also just culture in general. So um, the biggest thing that I've noticed about our current president is he is the perfect reflection of ourselves. Right. 
And nobody mm-hmm. wants to acknowledge that. I get it. Because <laughs> nobody wants to say that they're selfish. Nobody wants to say that they're this, that they're that. But he won the presidency because he got called out for his vices. Mm-hmm. He backed up why he did his vices <laughs> and covered up the deeper vices that he didn't want people to know. <laughs> you know? And it, the way the elections have been going since before the first Bush, mm. you know what I mean? Like, he ran a perfect campaign, and, you know, I didn't vote, so my real, my, my opinion really doesn't matter. Mm. But, I mean, y'all picked him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, y'all gave that man that chair in that office. Mm. So, really just look in the mirror before you, before you start pointing mm-hmm. and point at yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um Um, are we facing the apocalypse? (laughs) (laughs) That is a terrific question because, um, with my, you know, with with my mental illness, most people that have it believe that the end is like happening in the next five seconds. Right. You know what (laughs) I mean? So I stay constantly aware. Uh, my thing is I am just going to follow um, the Bible in that in that respect, just because uh, it tells you the signs that are going to occur mm-hmm. whenever whenever things are about to end. So when I start seeing enough of those signs, then I'll know to myself and tell my loved ones what to prepare for and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many signs. I mean, <laughs> these things are going to take place over forever, like right, right. over like multiple years. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't believe we're currently in the end times but we are definitely closer than we've ever been i mean obviously because <laughs> time moves forward clock. yeah because time moves forward so <laughs> well, obviously we're sure. closer than we've ever been. but <laughs> like as far as like everything and all these signs and all these uh things that come up even with the uh chip readers and credit cards now <laughs> you know it's like oh that's almost like so-and-so so uh, <laughs> i just uh really think that I'll be prepared for when the time comes because mm. I've already gotten right with my maker. <laughs> so I'm cool. And if my maker allows me, I'm coming back and getting my homies that don't want to roll with me. They're going to roll with me anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, How can we engage with people that disagree with us? Uh, let them know that if they take the time to listen – and let their walls be broken down mentally. Mm-hmm. We can keep it at words. You know, I don't get angry with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I've never really have. Um, I just know that one of the things that, you know, God told believers to do is to witness. Mm-hmm. So it's literally to give the message. Right. I don't have to proselytize all the time. Mm-hmm. I can just stop, tell my message, and move forward. Right. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a I don't want to be a pastor. I don't even want to be a preacher. I would just need to speak at these places once. Right. You know? <laughs> so basically if your friends have heard you say your spiel, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You heard me? I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like if you don't want to listen anymore, when it happens, don't don't be like, hey Rob, we're yet, because I told you already. You know. <laughs> so. Um and then how has your faith affected what you do with your life? Yeah. um, It just makes me more uh, accepting to things that aren't in my bubble. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, ever since I started hearing (laughs) the olden days when it was all of you guys, Mm -hmm. I really got turned on to rock music. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, I, I liked some rock songs, but it was probably like, one or two percent of my music that mm. I listen to. Now it's like probably a good twenty percent. Mm. Um just because um I'm staying more open minded, which helps me with my faith in my life because I'm more open minded to ways that work for other people mm-hmm. and maybe they can work for me. Mm-hmm. You know? And if they're still virtuous, why mm. why shouldn't I embrace them? Right, so. right. Yeah. Um and then lastly, what advice do you have for people? My advice is don't be afraid to ask for help. And if your friends can't give it to you, ask somebody slightly outside your friend group. Mm-hmm. If they can't help you, <laughs> move on. Just keep moving on because somebody will eventually listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I found a couple of friends that I can tell anything to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've also lost some of those friends, but that's okay because there's so many people you can make new friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard, but, like, you can you know when you're like somebody. <laughs> if you have all the same common interest, mm. they're right. probably going to be a best friend <laughs> to you down right, the line. Right. You know, um, if you have the same music taste, they'll be a best friend. So, uh, yes, don't be afraid to ask for help. Second thing of advice is uh, just be you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's no point in trying to be somebody else. They've already done it. You'll never be as good as them. <laughs> you can't be somebody better than they are themselves. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just start your own mold and, you know, you just be you. Be one of one, not one of a million. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're worth a lot more that way. Right. So Also, there's like 7.5 billion people on the earth. So one in a million <laughs> exactly. is actually not really that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So one in seven point five billion. So we don't want everybody to be the same, right, you know. Right. Be, be, be one for one. <laughs> be the only like I'm the only Robert Earl Hollis Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only Robert Earl Hollis because my dad took my name. But um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a nice little joke. I always run with him. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't really care who my real father is. Even if you're not my real father, you were man enough to give me your name, <laughs> so you get all my all my you know pluses. So. Rob, thank you for doing this with me. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I'd love to do this again in the future. Yeah. Well, we're literally about to do it again because that's how I record these. Uh, (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Round Uh, two, baby! uh, But first of all, uh, where can we find your things if you have them? And if you don't yet plug some other things yeah so right now i don't have anything um i'm recording some stuff tonight actually so this will be a nice uh, thing to look back on one day <laughs> and be like hey that was before he actually even recorded music um so my rap name is big lid uh, l dot i dot d dot i will in my songs i will reveal what lid means for the time being, I have to keep something to mystery. That's how you get the people to listen, yeah, I guess. Create interest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so right now, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Rob Hollis II. I'm pretty sure that's my Twitter. I don't think I've changed it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm still on Facebook. Um, if I comment something a little bit out of what your comfort zone is, stop following me. You know, I mean, I'm not going to stop for you because I don't know you that well anyway or, um, or like talk to him about it like yeah or ask I me a question talking to Rob. <laughs> ask me a question because uh as mr ramones knows <laughs> it's easy to talk to me about just about any topic right <laughs> and if i don't know it i'm so willing to learn about it please right. tell me about your passions you know <laughs> so uh yeah and then also I'm not going to give out my uh, other social media. I think Twitter and Facebook is enough. So, yeah, I don't post much on Instagram, so there wouldn't be any reason to follow that. Um, all I do is like my friend's photos. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we've also mentioned Don't Tell Dina a few times. Uh, yeah, man. That is how we know each other. Uh, they just put out an album. They got an album out, man, <laughs> and it's pretty nice. Uh, I've actually done a few plugs for it um, on my news um, you know, updates, my radio news updates at UCO. Hey, wait, plug that. Was okay. What are yeah, you talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, radio news updates. I do them every Monday and Wednesday. You can catch the first one at about twelve o'clock, and uh, they run on throughout the day, like every two or three hours. And then on Tuesday, there's another guy that has a nice sultry voice like mine. His name is Mike Potts, and Mike Potts. Uh, he does the Tuesday, Thursday shows. Hmm. So if you want some news and you want to listen to it on your way to work, just go over to KZUC, which is UCO's uh, radio station, the U Central Radio. Hmm. And uh, I'm not 100% sure what the call numbers are. <laughs> it might be 99.3. That seems right. But if it's not, look you it up. say it out loud like 20 times <laughs> yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I try not to listen when I go into the studio because it's just always so just blaring loud. <laughs> but um, yeah, so well, cool. Um, again, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, 
I'm Santiago Ramones. And I'm Robert Hollis. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I do this podcast as well as all my music, uh, which you can find on my website. Uh, I have a demo on there, Songs with Words demo, which you can pay $0 or you can pay $100. I don't care. Uh, well, I mean, I, I do care. But just listen to it, I guess, if you want. Uh, <laughs> um, be sure to, um, you know, let me know how you like the show, leave reviews and stuff. Um, I always have my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those yeah. three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. <laughs>